What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. And if you can believe it, this is episode 300 alongside back in business, Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Really, really good on this Monday. Doing good. And joining us is Cody Marie Stoggett. How are you? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm pretty good. A little rough around the edges as I was I was watching the Emmys last night and um, then went out and met a really kind of a sexy guy who was from Texas. Ooh. And Jeremy, you'll appreciate this because I ended up going home with him and he was staying, you know, the gym Equinox, right? Yeah, at Hudson Yards. It- yeah, so there's an Equinox apparently at Hudson Yards. If you and don't there's know, there's an Equinox if, Hotel there. Yes. Yeah, so this, if you don't know Hudson Yards, we were just talking about it offline. When did it go up? A few years ago. It's yeah, this like whole, maybe four on years the west ago. Side. Yeah, and it's comprised of you know really high end mall, but we were talking about a really cool mar- Spanish market in there. They do outdoor films and the edge is there which is a lookout area right next to the high line and so he was staying at the equinox and i was like the gym and so i didn't realize it's this high-end hotel and anyways we had fun but afterwards he was we were falling asleep and he immediately started to snore and I thought, oh, uh-uh, I cannot do this. <laughs> and I said, you're snoring. And he woke up. He said, oh, yeah, I snore. Did and- you hit him? <laughs> I just met him. But he hit me. Oh, <laughs> or my should goodness. I say panda. <laughs> and oh. yeah, but so I literally was like, oh, wow, he, he's aware of it, too. And I tried to sleep. I could not. And I just got up and showed my way out of the place because it would have been nice we were talking of cody about morning sex recently it would have been nice to have morning sex but yes. i went home it was still dark thank goodness but you i slept better <laughs> well right but the the whole thing about the equinox hotel it's one of those places where you go up one floor only to have to go into another like lobby and go up another floor so i went down and i'm like where's the freaking lobby like where because it put me on floor 26 or something like that and i'm roaming around and there's this really cool bar but it's like after hours and i had to ask like this cleaning woman excuse me but how do i get out of here so she literally likes oh and she like walked me over to the right elevator to get out of that place because it's a whole i mean fort knox kind of situation and it was i was like like, freaking out Kind of like a maze. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was cool. But yeah, between the snoring and feeling trapped, I had to get out of there. But girl, yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly. Um, before we get into hot sex topics, Jeremy, I'm just curious, what was your um, I'm sure you saw some of the fashions at the Emmys. And I noticed a couple things that a lot of our LGBTQ plus are really serving it in the fashion world. Like not no longer is the tuxedo running rampant. What are your thoughts on some of these out there fashions by our community? I like some of them. Uh, Some of them I'm not in love with. Uh, So I like the, the ones that are like very contemporary, but 
still somewhat traditional. Uh, I didn't really love uh, the outfit for uh, the guy from Schitt's Creek. I didn't really. Oh love my god! Those, I was gonna say like, that Dan Levy. I yeah. hate it. Bl- I just I didn't like blue. the color, and it was all like a lot of uh, material fabric and, and long, and yeah, I just I wasn't really a fan of it. I loved the Versace on uh, what's that guy's name that does the uh, SNL the, the evening oh, no. show. Oh, he's um, mixed and he's really cute. Oh and yes. Trevor Noah, yes, yeah, him. He not in our excellent. LGBTQ world, but yes, he no, looked amazing. No, yeah, that that's like wishful thinking. But he did. Look I amazing. know, <laughs> and that was one outfit that I really loved out of uh, just the red carpet in general. And I loved uh, MJ from Pose. MJ uh, Rodriguez in, in the Atelier Versace that she wore that was custom made for her. Yeah, and I liked Bowen Yang. He's on SNL. He was nominated, one of the first Asian LGBTQ actors nominated. And he had this amazing, I forget the suit, but it was just classic. And then he had these silver platform boots that reminded me of David Bowie that I thought was... Oh, yes, I liked his. His was I thought that was kind of a cool, like, uh, inching it. To me, if you're not known for being Billy Porter and and theater then i don't know that all of a sudden like carl clemens hopkins who's on hacks who's Mm -hmm. beautiful man had christian siriano on and it was like a deconstructed suit it looked like a dress though to me and it was just i don't know call me old-fashioned or out of the times but seeing off the shoulder in his hairy chest did not work for me i don't know what were your thoughts on that oh (laughs) yeah i did not like it i didn't like that belt and that whole yeah it was very like a woman version of aladdin for me (laughs) yes exactly exactly and but i can't be too mad because i did i'm probably a little mad because i did slide into his dms and he didn't respond back so that could have (laughs) something to do with it too why i'm giving that but anyways it was a lot of fun and um yeah i was happy for some of the winners let's get into some hot sex topics and over the weekend Uh, We we got a message from a guy named Jeremiah who said we should talk about this. And apparently Grindr was down. I don't know if you guys noticed it at all. I use Scruff and and a new app called Sniffies. More to come on that. But somebody wrote, Grindr, at Grindr, can we get an update or something? This is fucking ridiculous. How does this even happen? You would think things like this could be avoidable. I pay for extra. We, We deserve answers and then somebody else wrote uh at grinder yet again grinder not working in the uk but i think it was pre- prevalent all over did you guys hear anything or were you trying to get laid this weekend jeremy and no notice I didn't, anything i didn't notice that to be honest but i could yeah, see yeah, how it would be frustrating especially on the weekend <laughs> yeah exactly i mean what is up with grinder i mean it, yeah. Did you hear anything, Cody, on your end? Because I, I can't believe not. I should have put my grinder feelers out so I could. I, you know, I don't have I have a boyfriend now, so I don't really get on grinder anymore. Did you delete it? I deleted it. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can. Yeah. But what's that? Yeah, so I have to I should 
I have to put my grinder feelers out. I, I'll talk to the grinder crew and I'll let you know what they say because They're, it's a that yeah. sounds annoying. Yeah, they're always in the news, not always for good stuff. And I think to have something break down like that, I mean, the panic city, I could just see like, what, we cannot get laid, particularly if you're in rural parts that, you know, maybe you, you don't have bars to go to and stuff like this, and you rely on stuff like this. So um, on that note, though, we are going to have, um, I just, we talked about Sniffies, this new, I don't think you were on the show, Jeremy, when we talked about it. It's a no, new lo- I haven't heard about it. It's a new location-based um, website, and I think there's an app coming out. I'm not sure. We're, they wrote into us because they heard us talking about it, and they're going to have somebody from their team come on the show soon, which will be great, so we can really pick their brains. But it's all designed to kind of um, cruising. So, like, who's in your area that you might want to meet in the park or I think mm-hmm. Cody and I were, t- uh, yeah, we checked it barrel, out. I think I said, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's just a whole thing. Um, all right. Well, good luck to grinder. I hope you people got laid and if you were trying to log on there, but there's grinders also in the news. Here's some news for you. A man who has been found guilty of grooming a 15 year old boy on grinder and then buying him a prepaid mobile SIM card in exchange for sex has been jailed for one year only. And this 26 year old Singaporean met the teenager back in 2019 and this week pleaded guilty to one charge of sexual penetration of a minor under 16. After downloading the app in 2018, the victim learned he could earn money by soliciting his body. He then posted that he needed a SIM card and the guy asked what he could get in return for getting him one. So on the day they met, the man asked the boy how old he was and proceeded to have sex with him even after the boy revealed his real age, which we now know is 16. So, But that's crazy that you would... I mean, if this is in Singapore, but one year... uh, I mean, that's nuts. And it makes me think because... I'm so glad I didn't have social media and when I was a teenager. I mean, I was still figuring out my sexuality, and I think masturbating was the most I ever did. But yeah. what about you, Jeremy? What are your thoughts on this? Could you have handled it at 16? I know you were looking at porn, but how old were you? No, I think I was still too immature and definitely was not in the mindset to... Um, meet up with anyone and also like even now I'm very uh, cautious about like speaking to people or meeting up with anyone making sure that they are definitely like uh, who they are my age limit Mm -hmm. is kind of like maybe 21 is the lowest I'll go Uh, but I definitely don't dabble in the realm of the teens like whatsoever And when somebody says they're 21, do you almost want to see, because I think the end of this article says just another reason why users of hookup apps should ask to provide proof of age to access them. But I mean, can't you lie about your age? I guess unless, I mean, I don't know, Cody, couldn't you just lie and say you're one age? Oh yeah, for sure. And I had a fake ID at 19 and 20 years old so don't tell my mom but that's completely possible is in the realm of possibility as well so 
I don't know. You gotta you have to protect yourself. You have to make sure and verify. There's so many ways out there that you can actually verify somebody's age just by going online and on social media and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's scary business, and I just think, you know, be careful out there. But this was a truly lascivious act, and I think, you know, having sex with a minor and only getting one year seems like not enough time that on that. Ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in other crazy news, an Italian priest stole thousands in church funds to buy chemsex drugs. So a Tuscany-based priest told parishioners that he was collecting money for low-income families, and then he spent the money on chemsex drugs. Over the last two years, Father Francesco Spagnesi is said to have hosted over 200 people at gay sex parties who pol who police are now interviewing. And they smuggled, they found that after Spagnesi's flatmate smuggled a liter of GHB from the Netherlands, it's believed the two would use the hookup apps to invite men for parties and then provide the drugs. And I just think, uh, so then it says a, par a parish accountant also recently found that 100000 was taken from its account, which police have believed was used to buy drugs. So that's nuts that, I mean, more how how repressed do you have to be to like go against the church take a vow of celibacy and then not only have sex but then provide horrible drugs that we all know lead down a, a downward spiral i mean yeah what are your thoughts when you hear this cody i just think it's deplorable i couldn't believe like i can't believe that story that's i i'm you know i grew up catholic so I could never see the priest that I grew up admiring or even really just kind of looking up to growing up. I can't I couldn't see them doing that. But the more I hear these stories, the more and more it's becoming commonplace. So, uh, so the Catholic Church really has to do something about this. Yeah. And I mean, I went to Catholic school as well. And my all through grade school into high school. And I remember there was a Monsignor in our parish that he, he they had to let him go because he was accused i think of of molesting little girls and what? so and then yeah and then in high school i had we called him um well i think it's probably okay to say his name father rusty was his name and he was okay. really really cute and i think i've told the story once before and later i think he was a brother though not a priest and i'm not sure what the whole thing is on brotherhood versus being a priest but when i was in college somehow i had met up with him my freshman year uh, or uh -huh. i saw him out and i gave him my phone number and we, i nursed this kind of communication for a minute which i mean i was of age so i could have hung uh -huh. out with him i did feel like he blew up my phone a little bit too much, like maybe he was desperate in some way. And so I ended up cutting it off and ghosting him because I just thought it was a little too close to home and creeping me out a little bit, even though he was kind of cute, kind of. Was he a nerdy still a, a father at this time? See, I don't, I'm sure he had to have been, or a brother, wow. see, and that's a thing. If any of you guys know out there what, I know I'm not going to ask you, Jeremy, because I know you did not grow up this in the 
Catholic religion, correct? I did, but I like I oh. didn't associate with it. Like I just I my parents didn't make me go and I didn't believe anything and I have no uh attachment to any sort of religion. Yeah, uh, crazy. I know. Anyways, okay, moving on. This is an interesting story. Um, If Governor Gavin Newsom signs a bill to this effect, California would be the first state to take an action. And we're talking about uh, California may soon become the first state to make it illegal for someone to remove a condom during sex without the other person's knowledge or permission. And legislators Tuesday approved a bill adding to adding the excuse me, adding the act to the state's definition of sexual battery under civil law, according to the Associated Press, it doesn't make it a crime involving jail time, but instead allows for lawsuits over non-consensual condom removal. And it's awaiting for the governor to sign. But apparently there are, it's, it's, um, reported that there are online communities that defend and encourage what is called as stealthing, and that's the removal of a condom secretly, and they give advice on how to get away with removing the condom without the consent of their partner. But uh, there is nothing in law that makes it clear that this is a crime. And it's just crazy because we all know, I mean, Jeremy, you and I were talking recently on how you were part of an NYU study where you used to get prep, right? Mm-hmm. But then you you changed insurance and it's expensive. The drug is expensive because I know recently there was a, a mix-up with my insurance company and they said they weren't going to cover it. I got it fixed, but it's like thousands and thousands of dollars if you were just to not have insurance. So I guess my point being is... We, you were talking about Mr. M-I-S-T-R dot uh, com where you can get prep, correct? Or Truvada? Yes. And um, it was a really easy process and uh, it shipped straight to your house. So it cuts out all of the like the appointments and middle uh, middlemen that are part of uh, just getting the prescription and everything. And, and you then just it, go straight to an interview with the uh, doctor over a phone call. And also you, uh, get sent a kit that you send back for all of your blood work and results, HIV wow. testing and so forth, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I love that, but clearly as you know, thank God for Mr. But not everyone can get on Truvada. And so people, are, you know, practicing safe sex and this is crazy that people i didn't even know that stealthing was a thing have you guys ever heard of it cody have you heard of this before oh yeah i've definitely heard of it before i actually was watching porn one time and there's it's like a subcategory on some of the porn sites where and i'm yeah like, i've actually seen it on i've seen it on Pornhub before yeah yeah so Wait, it's, it's a, a subcategory Say it again, Cody. It's a subcategory on like Pornhub where stealthing is like you can click on it and then all these stealthing videos. People record it and I'm I'm flabbergasted Oops. by this. Wow. So actually admitting and taking pride and filming them stealth, stealth and take off the condom as they're fucking whomever. Is, yeah. That's, that's nuts and sick. It's crazy. And, 
And I'm so happy, California. I hope Governor Gavin Newsom, you know, signs this. It would be interesting on how you would prove it, you know, because who's really, you know, for some of these videos, though, this would definitely be a way where you could recording it. So, yeah, it's going to make a lot of that whole community think twice about it, because if it has a name and people are giving advice on this kind of thing on how to do it, people are I don't know where this sick mindset comes from, but you could prove it just by the videos that exist, right? Right. Totally. I would think so. Yeah, that is nuts. I mean, I hope he signs it. I hope everybody else, um, all states do the same thing because well, I just think California that's... California has been leading in that area because they have made revenge porn not legal as well, too. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. And how? what's the whole story behind that, that you can't... Because essentially, revenge porn is what? You are mad at your ex and you have a previously published or a video of the two of you fucking and now you're going to, what, put it out there? Put it out there for everybody to see and kind of shame them into... I mean, you're in the video too, so I don't see what the point is. Like, both yeah. of you should be shamed. So, I don't know. But yeah... I think that it kind of is embarrassing to the people, the parties involved, especially the person that didn't release the video. So, right. Yeah, that's it's criminalized in California. Good. Oh, see where my home state is always leading the pact. Thank you, California. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, somebody uh, recently wrote in and asked for advice, and I thought we could give them some. it's the subject line is trying out the switch. So I tried the guy writes. So I tried bottoming like nine years ago and had an awful experience, all pain, no pleasure. He writes, I figured, guess I'm a top, right? And have stuck to that, but have always been curious about the very, the very obvious pleasure guys get from bottoming. I figured I must have just had a bad experience and that it was time to try again. So he writes that I found someone very experienced prostate massaging, um, experienced prostate massage, figuring that would do the trick. But I had the same result, all pain, no pleasure. And so he wants to know, is it is he just destined to always be a Tom? And I guess I have my thoughts uh, on this. I'll go last. But uh, Jeremy, as uh, for the most part, would you call yourself a top or versatile, or do you identify? So I would say uh, solely a top, but I definitely, if I was going to uh, give advice for someone to uh, dabble or just try and figure out what it is that they like, I would definitely suggest toys on yourself so that you have the control rather than someone else. Uh, I think that that makes you the most comfortable. And I also know when I was in a relationship, it's not, it doesn't always work to your benefit to stay in one position. So sometimes um, my partner wanted to like play around with it or whatever. And I would have to flip, not have to, but I would do it because it was pleasurable for my partner. And so I definitely feel like if you, are able to control it yourself and and test it out with toys and things like that on your own and you have the control, 
it helps you ease into when you're actually going to do the real thing. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And Cody, you're, are you primarily identify as a top? Correct me if I'm wrong. And then I would say versatile top because sometimes I feel like a nut. You know, sometimes you get that itch back there <laughs> and it's time to go to work. Yes, it is. And but I ask you to in particular, if you could get um, maybe understand and get in the mindset of this guy who has tried it, but just figured it's always so painful. Is there anything in here where you identify with where it's just like, it's not for me? Cody? I I can see that a little bit. I can see how, because I have bottled bottom before and it hasn't always, I normally tend to go for guys with smaller packages because I feel like that is more my speed as far as bottoming is concerned. Good things come in small packages. Sometimes. Hey, you, if they know hey. how to, if they know how to work it, then that's all they need to know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm, I, I feel like he should ease into it. Like Jeremy said with the toys. And also if you eat, like if you do frotted, like, well, no, analingus is what it's called. I think. Yeah. Okay. Describe that. <laughs> when you when you eat an ass out. Right. If you start by eating out the ass and fingering around there, just playing around with it more. I don't know exactly what he's been doing that has been making it so painful. Just it kind of explore back there beforehand before he, you know, they stick it in. They go to town on him. Yeah, and as more of a bottom verse here, where my standpoint is the professional here, <laughs> um, I would like to just quote Dr. Goldstein, who is an we call him the good ass doctor, who's been on the show several times, and he is such a, a fan of toys, like you were saying, Jeremy. And there's, I would. Um, I'll send you his link. You can go to Bespoke Surgical. He's got some great videos and some specific toys that he recommends when you're starting out. And as you can imagine, with there should never be pain is the thing that he's always stated. And he always starts small. And I think like anything, it is a muscle. You can't just start on the largest size ever. And it's better to, like you said, Jeremy, start in the home and start with smaller toys because you've got to get that relaxed and get it used to it so that it, it's not painful. And once you discover that it's not, it actually becomes a pleasurable because the prostate can produce pleasure and you can enjoy the pleasures that it has to offer. And then I think if you're looking to do it with somebody who finally and that's all like time right i mean this takes time yeah. with by yourself i think you can continue to have sex or i loved what you were saying cody is you can start with somebody that's patient and have them eat your ass because that should just be pleasurable um there should be no pain in, in that it's very pleasurable and i think that if you start with something like that somebody's going to be think it's really hot and i think it would be really hot for somebody that's normally a top to want to you know get them into this and eating their ass would be kind of hot so i mean i think there's a lot of ways to go about it but practice and patience 
and not ramming anything up your ass. And again, going to bespokesurgical.com where he's just got some great videos on there and recommended toys that he endorses that will really just relax the area and turn something that was painful and give that normally gave anxiety can now be associated with pleasure. And that's, you just got to hit that turning point for you. And I, I think it's possible for anybody to switch. And, and I also liked what you said, Jeremy, is that when you are in a longer term relationship or you are starting a relationship or whatever the case may be, you want to keep it fresh and you want to change things up. And you really, those same old sex that you had is not going to work months down the road. So I think right. mixing it up is always going to be so much better. And I love that advice. So yeah, um, absolutely. Mixing it up. And I hope that helps. I will email you back the uh, Dr. Goldstein because he has another site too with some videos on just how to get that muscle relaxed so that you can actually enjoy it. So good luck with that. And if you have a sex conundrum or you want relationship advice, you can always ask us for advice. DM us on our Instagram at Tags Podcast. And by the way, on this week's Dark and Dirty that I just released yesterday for exclusive content, I gave my top five reasons, top five countdown to filming myself. And we're talking amateur porn here. Ooh. And I counted them down. And yeah, it was it was fun going through the videos and picking my top five, counting my way down. And I give a lot of, ex of exclusive details. And you can find that uh, by going to tagspodcast.com and looking for exclusive content. There is, uh, moving on, there is an artist out there, Tavares, I believe he goes by the name. Do you guys know him, Mike Tavera? I've seen that. He's cute, yeah. He just, yeah, he just dropped a brand new single called Sex for Breakfast featuring Ali X. Uh, the album's going to be called Cut Velvet in 2022, and it's a really cool 80s, new wave sound it's got some 70s synth synth to it i was listening to it and i I, I i like it yeah it's it's pretty good he's sexy and when asked what fueled the the song he said sex for breakfast was one of those lightning in a bottle songs tavera says in a press release the idea came to me after an intense morning with this guy i was head over heels for we were essentially dating, but kept pretending it was a fling. We ended up in this almost masochistic cat-and-a-mouse game, knowing we were so right together, but both being too uncomfortable to admit it. And that I love that quote because I can like kind of... It does. It does. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Can you relate to any of that statement, Jeremy, of being so enamored with somebody, but... You're just kind of, you know, this person you could, you know, shack up with and you're so intensely drawn to. And is that something that you would even want? I feel like I've, I've had that in the past where it's like, it's, you, you know, it's not good for you, but you want it and you need it, but you can't have it type of thing. Yes. And, and you just play that game of like back and forth where you lie to yourself and you say that oh, it'll work and try and make it work or just try and see that person more and then 
too many strings. It feels like too many strings attached and something gets in the way. And yeah. It's a roller coaster ride, and I can totally relate to what you're saying too. And mine is somebody that I've talked about on the show before that we ended up having a listener write in. Remember that story? Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he was asking about questioning whether his boyfriend was serious and not cheating. And I was actually involved in the story. And so it was this whole thing. But so juicy, by the way. <laughs> when, right. When I was dating this guy, though, um, who I knew back in the 90s, and then we resurrected it a few years back, it was long distance, of course, because he was in San Francisco, but it was so intense. And we could spend so much time together. The sex was amazing. And I could just, it wasn't even like we had to go out at all. We could just stay in his condo, and it was. Like we were in each other's arms. We were so drawn to each other. And I, but I always left feeling there was a little bit of an aloofness to it. In other words, he wasn't really texting me, but I, all I had to do was say, oh, I'm back in town. And he was like, let's get together. And, but that aloofness. And then one time he actually referenced our situation as, well, I'm dating you because he was saying, well, I'm dating this one guy. And I also consider I'm dating you too. And I was like, oh, you think we're dating? Like I, and that <laughs> sent a whole, whole bolt of energy through me just by him saying and considering that we were dating. I was like, oh my God, and we're going to get married. And, and this guy, I mean, I took it to... You took it all the way there? Well, because we were... Yeah, because when we were together, it was so intense. But then there would be little things that it just seemed like he wouldn't come out to visit me. And so then I would be like, oh, well, he's not as interested as I thought. But like I said, he would drop everything and make time for me in his schedule. And when we were together, it was time well used. And we were really intensely together i'll never forget at christmas time going to a christmas dinner with him and he there was a pole like we're walking and there's this like beam and i walked on one side of it and he walked on the other and he said you didn't come over to my side and hold my hand and i i know and that again i was like oh see we are so i got so invested but it like to you jeremy it was a roller coaster ride and ultimately mm-hmm. i think he's really happy with his boyfriend now and i'm happy for them and i'm glad that i finally it took a long time to get over that too and i yeah. so i kind of i'm not sure exactly if Tavera's talking exactly about that but when he says a masochistic cat and mouse game that resonated with me i'm just curious cody does any of that resonate with you is are you currently in that with your boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine i no, know i right? like that yeah. at all i know it's not We've, it's so reciprocal it's crazy but i have been in that situation before as a matter of fact I, that when you were telling your story it was kind of bringing back old feelings for me because I used to be in this relationship and I I would get mixed signals. Like, I feel like you were getting mixed signals. I, I would yes. def- was definitely getting mixed signals from this guy. And it took his friend pulling me to the side. We took a cab one time and he was like, you know that he's not really that into you, right? And from <sighs> yeah, then and there, yeah, yeah, I told the story before, but he he told me that, and then I was like, "Well, I guess this is done now because I can't 
be all in with someone and they not even really reciprocate. That's like the first thing that has to be in a relationship for me. They have to be attracted to me. They have to be about me basically. So, but it's just so crazy because for somebody, you know, we all know stories where it's like, Oh, I don't think yet you say reciprocal. I get that we've all been in situations where you like somebody a little less than they like you and then you just sort of does that happen well like i've been with people it's like i've dated somebody and then it's i realized oh i've i've let this play out enough time and i'm just not it's not for me right and so i'll just sort of maybe maybe not be of so available anymore. And usually this is when I'm dating somebody and I will realize that, you know what, I tried this, but I'm realizing, you know, we haven't made any commitments by any means. It's like three to five dates. And I kind of just think of them more as a friend or I don't want to. So I'll just like maybe not be as available. And then they kind of get the point and it moves on. Yeah. To me, like this, what this guy's talking about is when there's moments of intensity from both sides and that takes a lot of energy. And it reminds me, Jeremy, remember a while ago, you may not want to conjure up this, but you dated this guy and it was kind of hot and cold Mm -hmm. here in New York city. He gave me that Mexico canister thing Mm -hmm. and it seemed hot and cold, right? That kind of what I'm referencing. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that is to me a little different than um, being reciprocal. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy the mind games, and I don't know. I think I'm looking more for something that is going to be, I guess, truly reciprocal, like what you have, Cody, now, because I think it's just so much. It can just have your mind go, you know, crazy, right? Yeah, when there's uncertainty there, that's when you really start to doubt yourself. That's when like your self-worth is kind of come, you doubt your self-worth and all those emotions come into play. So yeah, yeah. Healthy relationships are where it's all about, where it's all at. Exactly, exactly. Well, all right, that's all the time we have for today. You can stay tuned for a Tags Live this Wednesday with Cody and myself. Looking forward to that. I want to thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. And always. you can always follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez. You can follow Cody. He's got two. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching or at Mr. Maurice. Thanks, guys. This has been so much fun. Thank Definitely. you, Steve. Absolutely. Thanks and in the meantime, me. yeah, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex.